Las Cruces communities, Eastern Iowa communities, Mid Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality Dallas journalism that CBS4 News produces. Welcome to Brad Speaks. Presenting the way to think about politics so you will know what to think. Now your host, Brad Job. Well, well, well. I know you heard a different intro to the program today. It's a... Another day and another list of stories coming across the wires into our humble homes involving our misguided friends, our Democrats' friends, we're friends, and I use that loosely, and their efforts to rip our beloved Constitution to shreds, corrupt the minds of our children, and turn the debaucherous members of their party into saints. We've got to get into the the Colorado decision this laughably inept attempt to militarize the judicial system by the Democrats to keep Donald J. Trump off the ballot. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Brad Speaks podcast. Man, who wants to talk about the Senate sex tape? And we're going to get back to that here in just a minute. That's what we call a tease in the business. Because, you know, they are the ones when Trump was voted out, said, hey, the adults are in control now. The adults. Yes, the adults. The adults are in charge now. Trump is out of the White House. And then you had people that are in charge of nuclear waste facilities that, that are non-binary or what have you. And they they were caught stealing. I, I, I say they. It was one guy. But, you know, when it comes to Democrats and sexuality, you don't know what to call them anymore. But this guy, you remember, we've talked about that. Stealing baggage, women's baggage, women's luggage 
from airports and taking it home. And he got caught once and he got caught twice and he got caught three times and he was finally fired by the Biden administration. And he was in charge of our nuclear waste. Every other debaucherous crap that you've got going on in the administration. We were going to go into that. But I know you've heard and going back to the intro of today's show, you have heard about and I don't want you to be concerned. I am here to talk you off the ledge. If you look at the media, and it's wonderful. It's only been about 45 minutes ago, about an hour ago, that this hit that the Colorado Supreme Court, remember, it's the Colorado Supreme Court. It's made up of seven judges appointed all by Democrats. So you've got seven Democrat judges, okay, on the Colorado Supreme Court. There is a case that went to lower courts in Colorado that has made its way to the Supreme Court of Colorado, not the United States, the Supreme Court of Colorado, to get Donald Trump thrown off the ballot due to his supposed insurrection. It's necessary for me to read this. I'm no lawyer. I am not. I love the Constitution. I love the Declaration of Independence. I have read the Federalist Papers, frontwards and backwards. I bet you I've got a little bit more legal sense than some of the so-called Poison Ivy League law schools. Maybe not, but my brain's better than theirs. Not everybody knows about the 14th Amendment, and I've been reading what's been going out in the media tonight. This little-known clause, hey, there's a, this is the way that the MSNBC and CNN and all these guys are putting it out. There's a little-known clause in the Constitution that you didn't know about. Hey, we finally got Donald Trump. We finally got him. We got him. We got him. We got him. Hey, hey, we got him. Hey, tell everybody we got him. We got him. We got him. We got him. And every, it's like everything you heard in the introduction of the show today. Every damn news station in America is going, we got him. We got him. Hey, we got him. And we got him. We got him. And Today, we've got Donald Trump. And they've been saying this same bullcrap for five years. Okay. We finally got him. We finally got him. We finally got him. And everybody says it. And everybody says it. So everybody's like, hey, they finally got him. They finally got him. And they don't get him because the guy's got to be the cleanest dude I've ever seen in my life to go through the anal probe that he's gone through as a businessman and being president and going up against the Democrats this whole time. But... I do want to, and I think it's very necessary, to go through and just read the the 14th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America. I have bought hundreds, if not a thousand or more, constitutions. I buy the little pocket constitutions. I give them out. If if I get a pizza delivered to my house, you get a tip, you get a, a little Bible tract, and you get a constitution, and say goodbye, and I get my pizza, and I go eat it. So I've got my own little personal pocket constitution here. What they're trying to keep him off the ballot. I'm trying very hard to stick to the program right now because we're not going to go back in the past and talk about everything in the three years that he went through. Absolute, pure, unadulterated hell in the White House when it's Russia collusion stuff. I'm not, we're not going there. I'm trying real hard, like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. I'm, I'm trying. Trying real hard 
not to go back there. I'm going to talk about this specifically. So the latest, we're not talking about the the, the trials and the prosecutions that he's going through, that they're putting his family through. The guy can't turn around without getting indicted for something else. And he beats it, beats it, beats it, beats it, continues forward. If I were Donald Trump and I had his money, I'd been, I don't know. The man's a patriot. Got to give him that. But the 14th Amendment, which is what they are using to try to keep him off the ballot now. Okay. So all this other stuff didn't work that we're not going to talk about. All this other stuff didn't work. So they put in four different states, Michigan, Minnesota, I think Nevada, and they all failed. They didn't work. The courts were like, this is stupid. It's not going to work. They're trying to use the 14th Amendment, Section 3 specifically, to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. You say, well, how the hell can you keep somebody off the ballot from running for president if he hadn't been convicted or anything? Here's Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as any executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. So, what does that mean? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. In 1864, this amendment was ratified. It was after the Civil War. And it was to prevent Democrats. (laughs) Let's just say the way it is. It was written and ratified by two-thirds of the states to prevent Democrats in the South that hated black people from becoming part of the union, of the union that was held together. Jefferson Davis, Democrat. Bull Connor, Democrat. Robert Byrd, Democrat. Ku Klux Klan members, Democrats, could no longer hold offices that fought against the Union. That's what this was about. If you incited insurrection, if you, because that was an insurrection, Thomas Jefferson, my favorite insurrectionist, (laughs) Revolutionary War, yeah, we told the king to, we know what we told the king to do with this stuff. So after that insurrection was done and we had our own country, Then the Civil War happened because the Democrats wanted to keep their slaves. And so we fought that out. And so when that was done, we said, "Okay, well, you at one time were part of this union and you you swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. You swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. If you did that and then you did not do that then now you may not rejoin as a member of government the union that survived in direct opposition of what you wanted. That's the background on the 14th Amendment in Section 3. 
I don't ask everybody to know that. I don't know every background of every section and every amendment in the Constitution. I do have cool little ways to know all the amendments, what they do, but I don't know everything and every sentence and how that works. But So Section 3 of the 14th Amendment was ratified to keep Democrats, people that just wanted to continue to oppress black people and enslave them to the point that they wanted to disrupt and divide the union, which is America, from being part of that union once they failed. Let's fast forward a couple hundred years. Now it's 2023. Donald Trump's elected. In the intro of the program, you heard this bilge. You heard that viral video that went out about three years ago when they were talking about disinformation. There's 144 news stations had the same damn story. And it's not fake. It is not fake. It's very real because it's Sinclair Broadcasting. They have affiliates that are operated under CBS, ABC, and NBC. And they all said the same damn thing. It's called mind control. You've heard it. You've heard that. And then you also heard Donald Trump saying in the intro to this program that we will march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. I would challenge each and every one of you right now. Well, not right now. Wait till the program's done. When the program's done and you fulfilled all your other duties, your familial duties and your business duties, when you have a second, either get on your phone or get on your computer and try to find, I'm serious, try to find Donald Trump saying peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol. This ain't my first day on the planet and I was around when the internet wasn't. I know how to navigate the internet. It took me six minutes, and I knew what I was looking for. I knew what I was looking for because I knew the soundbite. I had, I probably watched Trump say it on TV. It took me six minutes. When I actually typed in peacefully Trump capital, it took me to MSNBC, CBS, ABC. I'm not lying. You do it tomorrow unless our little podcast here changes the internet. And you're going to find sound bites that delete that part. Delete, delete, delete the part where Trump says we will now peacefully and patriotically go to the Capitol. But the left, because they are grasping at straws. You know what grasping at straws means? Man, you grasp at straws. Can you imagine somebody grasping a straw? Imagine if you go fishing, if you go like river fishing like I like to do, and I, my kids and... I've been in this situation a couple times, but before even kayaks were popular, you're in a canoe and a canoe turns over and the canoe's going down the stream. There's a twig right there. If it's there, try to grab it. Maybe it'll hold. Maybe it'll pull me to the shore. Maybe, maybe it'll save me. That's what these people are doing. They're grasping at twigs going down a river. They know they're failing on. They know they're drowning. So now they're grasping at straws. They're grasping at straws, and they're using the Constitution now to try to keep Trump off the ballot. They can't beat him. They can't go up against Trump in the arena of ideas and say, here we go, you and us, you against us, the right versus the left, Trump versus whoever the hell they put up against him. They've tried everything they could. They've impeached the man two times. They've cost him a billion dollars. They're trying to run him out of, I think they have, depending on appeal. He can't do business in New York 
anymore. They've impeached him. They've denigrated him. They've persecuted him. Three years. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you like Trump or you don't. Three years they put this man through hell in the White House on some bullshit trumped up crap on Russia collusion, which is now anybody with a brain the size of a dinoflagellate, which is a single cell organism that makes up the red tide, that knows it was crap. It's garbage. It's completely made up. We know I am not going to go into that other than to say we all know that Hillary Clinton paid Russian people to come up with this dossier and give it to the FBI and the FBI did what they had to do and then and they started all this crap. They got a, a special counsel and <laughs> tried to ruin this man's presidency. And even through that, even through that, he is one of the greatest presidents of my lifetime. It's between him and Reagan. I can't even believe I'm saying that. It's tough. They both were at different times. They had different obstacles in front of them. As far as foreign policy, my bailiwick, but they both excelled. But one thing Reagan didn't have is a special counsel riding his butt every day. His family and his administration, everybody coming after him. I'd like to name names, folks that I talk to, but Brad, but Brad, he's colluding with Russia. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? We don't know anything yet. It's not been adjudicated. There's been nothing. But Brad, did he come to find out it was all bullcrap, 100%. So now they want to use December 7th or 9-11, you know, or July 24th, July 14th, December 25th. You remember December 20th? Oh, that's Christmas. Well, remember January 6th. Never forget. Man, damn it. Trump, (laughs) an insurrection. If that's an insurrection, that's the weakest. If Trump wanted to have an insurrection, I'd tell you what, it'd been a hell of a lot better than that. Because Trump don't do shit half-ass. And and that was some half-ass insurrection if I've ever seen one. Because nobody had a damn gun except for the Capitol Police. And the only person that got killed was Ashley Babbitt. She was unarmed. She was a 35-year-old Air Force vet. And got shot in the neck. And I've seen the video of her sitting there bleeding to death and dying. There's the only person that died. And then they tried to say that, well, there was a police officer that got beat over the head with a fire extinguisher. And they killed him right there. No, they did not. That's been debunked. And then if anybody wants to challenge me on that, I'll take a bet. So there's supposed to be some police officer, capital police officer, that, that got beat in the head with a fire extinguisher. And we know now that did not happen. But that gave fodder to Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats to say it was a deadly insurrection. Well, it was only deadly because Ashley Babbitt, unarmed, 35-year-old Air Force veteran, got shot in the neck. And I watched her die on the video. That was the only death that happened because the guy that died that they said got beat up by a, f- a fire extinguisher actually died two days later of a heart attack. So I don't want to hear that. If that's an insurrection, then, man, Trump, I don't want him to be president. If he wants to have an insurrection, I think Tommy and Madison Hamilton did a whole hell of a lot better at an insurrection than he did. But the Supreme Court, they decided in a four to three opinion that the Constitution's insurrection clause prohibits former President Donald Trump from appearing on the ballot for the presidency in 2024 in Colorado. This is just Colorado. When we wake up in the morning, if you read newspapers, wherever you go get your media, and you see, oh my God, Trump can't be on the ballot. 
hold your horses, calm down. I will tell you, like my dad used to tell me, I will tell you when to panic. Don't panic. Unfortunately, this is going to have to go to the Supreme Court. They have all but begged through this ruling for this thing to go to the Supreme Court. I almost think that they did this. You've got seven Democrat-appointed Supreme Court justices in Colorado. There's been three states that have thrown this garbage out, this tripe, this bilge, this bovine feces, thrown it out, said this is garbage, this doesn't belong in the courts, this is it's not an insurrection. If, if it's an insurrection, then somebody did a really bad job at it. Even in knowing that Trump said, hey, we're going to march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol. Just to say one more time. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. All the media leaves that part out. Okay, so even though they leave it out, we're up against the media, which is. That's a hell of an adversary. I'll give them that. So Colorado Supreme Court has decided that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. I read the entire opinion, the sinning opinion and the concurring opinion. I read. The chief justice was the dissenter, and he made a very compelling case that these people that he works with that are also Democrats like he is are fools. But it's almost like they wanted to do this just to send it to the Supreme Court to let them decide this so it won't go to further states. That's not how the judicial system should work. But man, if I've got to whitewash this in any way I could possibly do it, make the scene, make this sound as good as, I don't know. I'm at a loss of words for this thing because it's, it's, it's total crap. It's garbage. It's ridiculous. It's political warfare is what it is. Absolutely political warfare. So maybe the state Supreme Court of Colorado has said what we're going to do when they meet and they convene and they have their conferences, they said, why don't we just go ahead and do a 4-3 decision to make it look a little bit wishy-washy and then have this crap done because the left is going to take this to every damn state they possibly can until they find one that will rule with them. They went to three. It didn't work. They went to the fourth one. They got a 4-3 decision. So now it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Now, this is straight up good Democrat politics. They're better than we are. They, they are. They are absolutely better than we are. They play the game. They play this game so much better than we do. We don't play it as well as they do. You've got a peaceful, patriotic march that Trump called for. And they have a state. And you ask, how can a state remove a candidate? Well, a state cannot. I don't think they can in the United States Supreme Court is going to decide that. These people, these Democrats, they don't play the same game we do. They do not. They don't. They play, they play for keeps. When Trump was in office, they tried all this, the special counsels and things like that. They could to just destroy him. Going after his family and everything else we're not going to go into. But Trump was in office. He tried to get him out of office. Then all of a sudden, COVID hit. Okay, so COVID hits. COVID hits. And oh, my God. All right. They find some way, using that, to get Trump out of office. But here's something that's interesting. And my crack staff, 
has handed me this. This is very interesting. And if you ever thought that you were actually watching any media, I don't care what media it is. I don't even this, even this program, except for this program. Let's say even this. Yes. Don't listen to me. I want you to go get your own information. Like the Bereans in the Bible, Paul said, hey, they tested every word he said. They said, all right, we hear what you're saying about Jesus, but... But we're going to go check this out for ourselves. And when they checked it out, they came back and they said, hey, uh, hey, Paul, you're a pretty cool guy. And this Jesus guy, too. All right, so you're cool. Test everything that I got handed here. You can find this at the Pew Research Center, which is amazing. Very uh, up-and-up organization. Very reputable. This is severely interesting. This is why you come here. Lawmaker References. I wish you could see this chart to COVID-19 on social media went from 8,500 the week before January 6th to 500 after that. Why is that important? You say, well, they used COVID to get Trump out of office. Now he's out of office. Now you got so-called January 6th, this insurrection. We know where everybody went with firearms and AKs and SKs and Bandoliers, fully loaded, hollow points, and they went to the Capitol and they started shooting everybody, and like five thousand people died. Actually, nobody died, but actually Babbitt, and there were no guns found, and she was unarmed, and the only one that died that day was actually Babbitt, and she got shot in the neck by a Capitol police officer on Twitter and social media. Lawmakers went from eight thousand five hundred mentions of COVID the week before to 500 and after that the words insurrection were used 73% by Democrats Trump 95% democracy because you know there's a threat to democracy that's when this happened insurrection Trump threat threat to democracy and they still use this I don't know why they use it you know, you would think that there's polls out there that would say, or focus groups, at least by reputable people, that would say, well, just use uh, threat to democracy, threat to democracy, threat to democracy, threat to democracy, threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy. And I bet they did at one point, but they kept on using it, and it's gotten so boilerplate crap now that everybody understands it's like in one ear and out the other. To me, it doesn't seem like it's working. It's kind of like Bidenomics. Hey, Bidenomics, Bidenomics, Bidenomics. Well, it sucks, Bidenomics. Oh, stop using Bidenomics because uh, focus groups say it sucks. But they keep on this thing. They keep this, this, this trope, if you will, saying Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. A threat to democracy? A threat to democracy? There's way bigger threats to democracy than Donald Trump. But what's interesting is the use of language in social media by lawmakers that the Pew Research people have done. And it shows specifically, it's not a conspiracy. A lot of people say, Brad, you know, a lot of times you deal in conspiracies. This is not a conspiracy. This is graphic. I mean, it's literally graphic. You can see how many people in the Congress use these words in one week and how many times they use these words the next week. COVID-19... They call it COVID-19. The Wuhan bat flu deaths reached new heights that week. A lawmakers' discussion of the coronavirus, the Wuhan bat flu outbreak, continued to decline. You know why? Because they didn't give a shit anymore. Because Trump 
was out of office. And now they got to tamp down this COVID thing. It's already been solved. Hey, Biden's he's got he's got 15 days before he's going to be the president of the United States. But hey, we've got to stop this now. We've got to slow down the conversation of the Wuhan bat flu. Any mention of COVID, just what COVID, what COVID? Oh, just get your uh, your shots. Go get your go get your bat flu shot. Go get your bat flu shot, and everything's fine now. Everything's fine now. I mean, it, when you see it graphically, I, I would challenge you all to go. My crack staff got this. I guess they just went to Pew Research Center and got this. It's a pretty amazing article. It printed out to be about eighteen pages. I knocked it down to about three. Isn't that interesting? Is that not interesting? That all of a sudden. After January 6th, from 8,500 COVID mentions the previous week by Democrat lawmakers, it goes to 500. And now the key word is Trump and insurrection because they were setting it up because if he decided to run four years later or start his campaign up two years later, which he did, then if nothing else worked, if all these DAs that they've got going after him like stink on crap, they could water this insurrection seed that they had planted in Americans' minds. And they, they didn't just plant it. They grew it. Now they're pruning it. Insurrection. Oh, yeah. We see. We told you, insurrection. There's this little-known clause in the Constitution. Wait, don't insult my intelligence by telling me there's a little-known clause in the Constitution. Hey, who the hell are you to tell me it's a little-known? What if I knew it? You speak for yourself. That's why these punk-ass bastards that try to that manipulate your mind and tell you what to think and tell you how to think. They say, yeah, you know what? If you didn't know this, you may not have known it. I didn't know that particular clause was in the Constitution. But don't insult me. There's a little-known clause. In the well, there's a lot of little-known clauses in the Constitution. i tell you a little-known clause in the Constitution is the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. I can go to any member of the media and be like, hey, <laughs> did you know that there was this little known? It's, hey, it's, if you didn't know, that's fine. That's cool. There's a little known clause in the Constitution in the First Amendment. And it says we have the right to bear arms. No, that's not little. Well, that's little known to you. What about the right to free speech? And that's something else I wanted to get to. I'm kind of worried about where the censorship goes. I will not tell you that I'm not. I'm reticent to say everything I want to on this podcast, and that, that kills me. I should be able to say anything I want to. But one of the things they have used against Donald Trump in this case is to say that when he spoke the day, January 6th, I hate to say January 6th because it just cements it in people's minds. January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. On that day, they say that his speech was not covered under the First Amendment. I'll say it again. In this ruling, they say that Donald Trump's speech that day, even though he said that we will march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol, that his speech was not covered under the Constitution. That If that doesn't send chills up your spine and out your butt, through your fingers and out your eyeballs, you need to do a little bit more research about where the hell we came from, how we got here, who fought and died, bled for that right to speech. But they say they say it's not there. We consider and reject President Trump's argument 
that his speech was protected by the First Amendment. That's what it says. That's that's part of their ruling. That is part of a Supreme Court of a state in the United States of America. This quote, we consider and reject President Trump's argument that his speech on January 6th was protected by the First Amendment. And they absolutely ignored his calls that day for protesters to conduct themselves peacefully and patriotically. If a president, a sitting president at the time, cannot call for people to peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol, if a sitting president cannot say that without his words being considered not covered under the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, ask yourself, what can you say? What can you not say? When should you be worried about saying something in public? Should I be worried about saying this right now? And then ask yourself, ask yourself, what kind of world do I want to leave to my children? Should I just sit back and listen? Do I need to get active? Should I just go register myself to vote? Do I need to say something to somebody at the grocery store? Do I need to, I don't know, read more books? I don't know what you do. But if a sitting president of the United States of America speech in which he says peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol, that there's a state in this union, a Supreme Court of a state in this union, who in written language, in their opinion, in the majority, we consider and reject President Trump's argument that his speech on January 6th was protected by the First Amendment. We consider and reject it. Well, at least they considered it. Yay! Yay! We, we considered it. We're considerers. We consider things. Well, you don't consider shit. These people don't consider anything. They consider political motives. The consideration that they put in there is to make it more palatable to the, the masses to receive and to regurgitate and for the media to receive and regurgitate with the words they considered it. At least we considered it. I have considered it and I rejected it. Well, at least they considered it. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a court and we have to respect the courts. We do have to respect the courts. No doubt. But God help us. If future courts and higher courts uphold this, if a sitting president cannot say peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol, I'm being redundant. I understand, but I'm doing it for emphasis. We have considered and reject President Trump's argument that his speech was protected by the First Amendment. I'm going to tell you something. If we don't have the First Amendment, if, if we don't have the five rights that are guaranteed in the First Amendment, we have nothing. We have no country. We have nothing. Everything that you see is bullcrap. Everything that you look around and you think you've got is total bullshit. That's what it is. It's, it's invisible. It's nothing. It's it's uh it, it can be it's vaporized by this decision. If a Supreme Court of a state can vaporize the uh, First Amendment, uh, a clause in the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, then there's absolutely nothing else that will stop another Supreme Court and another state from vaporizing another clause in another amendment. This is that hardcore. This is very serious stuff. This is absolutely serious. And these people ad nauseum come at us with, we just want freedom. Give us this. Give us that. Give us more freedom. But they attack us. They attack us. 
They don't play fair. These people don't play fair. They don't give a damn about the justice system. If you thought working within the legal system, always trusting it, the law, was how these people operate to gain political power, you're crazy. They play to win. It's pernicious. It's a perniciously fault, zero-sum game on their part. We play softball. They play to win. And they don't care. They don't give a damn about the Constitution. They don't give a damn about the Revolution. They don't give a damn about our founding. They don't give a damn about... No, they do give a damn about our founding, and they detest it. They hate the Constitution. They do give a damn, and they hate it. They want to change it. The Constitution's malleable. It's a breathing, living document. And that's what they're doing with it. Oh, it's a living, breathing document. You know, back then when they said you could say something, you had free speech. <laughs> well, that was back then. You know, those guys, they wore wigs sometimes. Well, Tommy didn't. He had red hair and he showed it most of the time. But they don't like it. They can't stand this country. They can't stand our founding. They cannot stand our values. They can't stand the Judeo-Christian values that we were founded on. They try to manipulate it, twist it, move it massage it to get them votes and they do a damn good job of it they operate under a some sort of you have people that they well, you went to a quack like a psychiatrist or something these people they shove down our throat political science quackery and they make everybody believe it through the media through manipulation through facebook through all these other places and i'm like this is a very difficult thing for me to say because i'll try to get my podcast out as far as i can get it and I was talking to David the other day, and I'm going to have to become a part of the social media once again in order to get my voice out. But here's the problem. If I get my voice out, my podcast goes out, and I say, hey, this social media, this social media, this social media, this social media, we put links, and we talk to people to try to get people, more people to listen to this program because we're getting a lot of positive feedback, and people need to hear it. But to participate in some of these social media platforms that censor you, if you spend the time, you spend the money to get this out there, and they just, what was it called on Twitter? Yeah, you were uh, not blackballed, but whatever. When you, you put something out there and, and you didn't realize that it was not being seen by everyone, they just read it and they said, well, we're not going to let people see it. These algorithms they used. We are living in some weird times. And I want everybody to understand this is not a, a break glass moment. Because thank God, here's the irony. Yes. And, and I really dislike it when people misuse the word irony. But this is, if this ain't irony, then I don't know what the hell is. Donald Trump put three people in the Supreme Court. <laughs> so this Colorado decision is going to be reviewed by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is a review court. They don't have juries. They review. This will be reviewed by the Supreme Court. And there again. When it gets overturned by the Supreme Court that Donald Trump put three justices on as the president of the United States, that's just going to give them more fodder to come after us and say, hey, look, that's why he wasn't supposed to be president to begin with. Hillary Clinton was supposed to put three people in the Supreme Court, not Donald Trump. And if she would have been president and she'd put, you know, 
they's and them's and hell, I don't know how many Supreme Court justices you'd have if you got a if you got nine seats, but you got somebody that goes by they. Do they get more seats? Do they get two seats? And so does that count as more than one opinion? How would the the uh, chief justice decide? Well, you know, Hillary Clinton appointed a, a justice that uh, they're preferred mentally. I'm trying to come up with a nice word to use. I, I did the can't do it. Cursing is easy, but anyway, think about it. If Hillary Clinton put on a, a Supreme Court justice and they, hey, we've got one right now that Joe Biden put up there to know what the hell a woman is. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, justice chick on the end, uh, on the right side, if you're looking at it, if you're looking at the seat. I forget. I don't care. I don't want to know her damn name. Marsha Blackburn, Senator Blackburn from Tennessee, asked her, can you tell me what a woman is? Mm-mm. No, I can't. You can't? No. You can't tell me what a woman is? No, Senator. I'm not a biologist. So we've, we've already got a justice on the Supreme Court right now that can tell you what the hell a woman is. <laughs> Anyway, back to the irony that this is going to be reviewed by the Supreme Court of the United States of America. And I do believe with all my heart, <laughs> I hope it's a 9-0 decision because it's it's clear. I mean, here is something else I want to talk about. You do not have to be a daggum lawyer to understand the law. It is unnecessary, which means it is not necessary to be a lawyer to understand the Constitution and the law. Now, you need to go to law school if you want to do, you know, probate court and you want to specialize in something. But to read the Constitution, if you've got a brain, you've got a brain. There's the Constitution. It says it right there. There's the First Amendment. It, it's really easy. It's the First Amendment. It, it's pretty easy. So let's, let's do this. And I want everybody to remember this. Let's do it together. you got the right to speech. Freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom to peacefully assemble, and redress of grievances to the government. If you don't know that, don't feel bad, but learn it, and then know it, and then teach your kids. Without that, we have nothing. If you don't have the freedom of speech, if you don't have the freedom of religion, if you don't have the freedom to peacefully assemble, if you don't have the freedom to... Go to your government for redresses or grievances. You have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. You might as well go to another country. Why the hell we shoot fireworks off in July 4th? Why do we like our flag? Why do we sing patriotic songs? Well, you know, that's kind of racist now. Not a lot of people do that anymore, but we do it here at the Brad Speaks program. We always will. This is not a break glass moment, but it is a moment for us all to sit back, stand back, take a look observe the political arena that we exist in and do something about it. Because if you don't, then when your grandkids uh, live in tyranny, I'm going to blame you. And we can't leave this story out. You could call it an episode in what Democrats want you to believe that is not real. James Clyburn, if you know James Clyburn, he is a civil rights icon, and he is a representative from South Carolina. He was the majority whip under Pelosi when the Democrats held the House. He did an interview on CNN the other day running interference for the Biden campaign, 
And I believe this is one thing that we're going to see going into 2024 on how one of the ways they are going to try to a deflect the truth to what Democrats do best, uh, confuse you and think you live in a world you don't live in and and b to run interference for Biden because he sucks, his campaign sucks, his administration sucks, his president his presidency is a complete failure. So you are going to see more of this. This is a precursor to thousands of similar stories that the news media will put out trying to say that Biden is someone who he isn't. James Clyburn, he saved the vice president. He wasn't even vice president at the time. When Joe Biden was running for president, he was running behind in the polls. He goes to James Clyburn. We're not going to get in the weeds here. He goes to James Clyburn in South Carolina where the next primary was going to be held. Talks to James Clyburn, makes a few deals with James, and James comes out and says, Joe Biden is my man. Joe Biden, Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden, this is from a, a, a Southern Democrat who is now defending, don't forget, cannot ever forget this, all the crap that Joe Biden did uh, as a Democrat, because that's what they did against the civil rights movement. Joe Biden, don't forget, said he was not in favor of uh, desegregation of schools because he didn't want his children going to schools in a racial jungle. A racial jungle. Joe Biden said he didn't want his kids going to school in a racial jungle, which means anybody other than white people shouldn't be in school with my kids. Well, as Democrats will be Democrats, James Clyburn doesn't give a damn about Joe Biden, what he really believes. Joe Biden's so malleable uh, ideologically that James Clyburn can move him in any, any direction he chooses. So James Clyburn comes out in South Carolina and says, Joe Biden is our man. He's the one who's going to defeat Donald Trump. And then the primary voters, the Democrat primary voters, who consider a large constituency of black people in South Carolina that vote in the Democrat primaries, all came out for Joe Biden. He won South Carolina, and he went on to get the nomination and thus became president of the United States. Well, Clyburn's coming out now in the CNN interview because Joe Biden's presidency is a massive failure. He's trying to run interference for him. He brings up these anachronisms of Jim Crow and all these other things to, to, to try to scare the hell out of black people, black and brown people, which they do well, but they are going to fail this time, and says Joe Biden's campaign is suffering because there's incomplete reporting Incomplete reporting, James Clyburn says, within the media. There's incomplete reporting. So I, my antenna went up, and I wanted to listen to a little bit more about what James was saying, because I don't listen to everything. I don't listen to 100% of the things that Jim, James Clyburn says or anybody else says. But if they say something, if they say something, it's worth bringing to the podcast. If it's something that David and I think that we should bring to you and let you know, then I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to let you know about it. So he says it's uh, the, the reason Joe Biden, he was asked, why is Joe uh, flailing in the polls? Why is he behind Donald Trump? 
Donald Trump, yeah, that Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, who's been indicted, he's under 91 indictments, okay? Donald Trump, that one. James Clyburn says the reason Joe Biden is, is behind Trump in the polls is the reason is he's suffering by an incomplete reporting in the media. I don't think for a damn second you don't either, and I don't want you to buy for a half a second that Donald Trump or, or that Joe Biden's policies and his presidential record is being reported incompletely. It's it's not an incomplete reporting on Joe Biden's presidency. What we have is not an incomplete contest on democracy, as Representative Clyburn would say. What we have is an incomplete contrast between ideologies. If there's ever been in planetary history, in multiverse history, a more culturally homogenous media output I have never seen one. I've never heard of it. There's absolutely no way there's been incomplete reporting on Joe Biden and his accomplishments or lack thereof. If George Soros himself were to put billions of dollars into it and fund media companies and fund district attorneys to try to take Donald Trump down, they couldn't come up with a better one. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yes, George Soros has done that. Clyburn comes out now in this interview and says, nobody's talking about, and he looks like he's a, he's about to cry. He's sad. He says, nobody has reported on, on the $132 billion of uh, debt relief that the Biden administration's given to for tuition, school loans, student loans. Nobody said anything about that. Well, hold on a second. I thought that was not a political agenda. When they came out with this, conservatives were saying, well, everybody's got to pay their debts. You do. I do. We have to pay our bills. If not, we suffer the consequences. Well, here comes Joe Biden and the Democrat Party saying, riding in like a knight in shining armor, we're going to relieve you of your debt, of your student loans. Well, and then the conservatives are saying, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. How brazen can you be? This is obviously, obviously, obviously a, a naked attempt to court votes, to get votes. Vote for me and you'll be debt free. They, they should have done that. You know, it's like kind of in the Renaissance times when the, the Catholic Church was, what was it? The uh, coin in the call for ring. Once the coin in the call for rings, the soul from purgatory springs. You give us, you put some money in the in the plate and uh, your uncle comes out of purgatory and goes to heaven. Well, this is kind of the opposite. Uh, we'll give you money back and you vote for me. You vote for me. It's ludicrous, but it works. I'm hoping it won't work. If you listen to Jimmy, old Jimmy Clyburn from South Carolina, that his you know, he's all concerned about the black vote and civil rights and bringing up Jim Crow and all these other, like I said earlier, anachronisms, you'd think by what he said that Biden's not getting a fair shake in the media. You, you've got to be living on a planet that's outside of the Milky Way. So Trump hasn't been, he didn't have to go through three years. And I, I get fired up about this. I, I damn near could just throw everything off my desk, but I'm not going to. Trump did not have to go through three years of Russia collusion. 
three years, this man and his presidency in the White House had to deal with the feds down his throat, the Democrats, these liberal ingrates jumping down his throat every single day with special counsels, whatever, trying to throw him out of office. That never was reported. None of that. If you listen to James Clyburn, good old Jimmy from South Carolina, none of this ever happened. Trump hadn't got. He, he's gotten a fair shake. Biden's the one that that hasn't been treated fairly in 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 the media. If you think that's happened, there is no analogy that I can come up with. There's no bridge I can sell you. There's nothing because you'll probably buy every bit of it. When that didn't work, when the media, the onslaught of the national media came after Donald Trump during his presidency and he dared to run again after his defeat, they decided they were not going to use the ballot box. They're going to use the judicial system. He's been charged with hush money cases in New York City, falsifying business records, federal classified documents. Remember that case where he had some stuff in Mar-a-Lago and they found out that Biden had some as well? And so did uh, Vice President Pence. But Donald Trump was the one who was charged. And remember what Biden said. Biden said, well, they're sitting next in, they're in my garage next to my uh, Corvette. Well, God damn, man, I'll be damned. If they're sitting next to your Corvette, I guess that means they're secure. But you get away with it. Donald Trump's charged federally under a felony case of withholding classified documents. When when Biden had him, came out and said he had him. The FBI doesn't raid Biden's garage. Remember how they raided Trump in Mar-a-Lago? Remember how they raided Trump at his house at Mar-a-Lago? And they they staged pictures of the documents they found, and not a damn picture was found because they weren't released. Or they say they were taken, but they weren't released to the media. And Biden's garage next to his Corvette, because you know they're 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 safe there. Biden's got a real hard shot at this media thing. The media, as far as James Clyburn is concerned, and what he wants to make you believe, and me believe, and your children believe, is that Biden has not gotten a fair shake in the media. Donald Trump hasn't been charged with, well, no, he has. I'm trying not to be sarcastic. Willful retention of national defense information, conspiracy to instruct justice, withhold a document or record, concealing a document on a federal investigation, scheme to conceal false statements and representations. I mean, it goes on and on. This Donald Trump has just got it easy. I guess James Clyburn would like for you to think, and Trump hasn't been charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to his obstruct an official proceeding, uh, obstruction and or attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, conspiracy against rights, uh, and it goes on and on, racketeering charges, solicitation, a violation of oath by a public officer, conspiracy to commit in, uh, commit impersonating a public officer, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, false statements and writings, conspiracy to commit false filings and documents. I don't want to hear James Clyburn come out with his crap and try to say, and and no, and you don't either. And I'm not even mad at James for doing it because it's a political game. But the part of the political game is what they're trying to do now is use a judicial system against him. And while James Clyburn comes out in an interview on CNN and says, Trump 
is got it better than Biden. The reason Biden's poll numbers are below Trump's, the reason is Biden has an incomplete reporting in the media. Incomplete reporting. That's the president's problem. That's Biden's problem. It's an incomplete reporting. Incomplete reporting. Donald Trump, you know, he's been living, I mean, he's got it good. Trump, he, his reporting, if you listen to James Clyburn, or if you extrapolate, or if you take it to its reasonable conclusion, Trump's got it good. He's living in a big, fat city. He's in hog heaven. This guy, he, he's got it made, Trump. But Biden, he has incomplete reporting of his uh, accomplishments. The only damn thing Joe Biden's accomplished is being the oldest son of a bitch to occupy the Oval Office. And I hope the next oldest son of a bitch to occupy the Oval Office is Donald J. Trump. Because that is what necessarily has to happen to put these people back in their little boxes. To teach these people that they cannot use the media to say that the media is being unfair. That's irony. They have no sense of irony. James Clyburn comes out with an interview, a 10-minute interview on CNN and says Donald J. Trump has got a better shake of this thing in the media than Joe Biden, and that's why Joe Biden's poll numbers are below Trump's, while using the media to say that. Do you have a favorite sex tape? Does that exist? David's not here, so I can't ask him. Do Senate sex tapes exist on the internet? Well, they do now. So, if you haven't heard, Senator Corden, one of his staffers got caught with a uh, what we would call a, a phallic device, since this is a family show, strapped to his waist, and he was getting it on. He was taking it in in a Senate hearing room. Yeah, where possibly Supreme Court justices have been interviewed and gone through the confirmation process. I just wanted to know, is he pregnant? And if he gets pregnant, is he covered under government health care since he is a Senate staffer? Can he lactate if he is pregnant? If he, That's what they say. So the guy that – it's a video widespread. I'll watch this so you don't have to. The Senate staffer. He's a Senate staffer. Senators don't have that big of a staff. Gets caught producing pornography. A pornographic video in a Senate hearing room where senators sit, where witnesses sit, and he is on all fours and taking it like like the like the gay boy he is. And we're gonna try to keep this clean, but that's why I said I watch this stuff so you don't have to. It puts it on the internet because he's an idiot. He's a Democrat, and not all Democrats are idiots, but all idiots are Democrats. Gets caught. This thing goes viral. The Daily Mail published it, and it was unredacted, if you will. I don't know if you redacted, but if it was a, it wasn't blurred out. So here's dude getting it on in a Senate hearing room. I, this isn't supposed to be funny, and it's not supposed to make you cringe. But we need to get this out there, and just let everybody know what's going on, because you know the Democrats there is uh, pure and white as a wind-driven snow. But I do want to know if he lactates. If he is, pre- if he gets pregnant, can he lactate? Pete Buttigieg and his boy, he's the transportation secretary. They have twins. Mm-hmm. 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 Here's our twins. Mm-hmm. And Pete took off two months for parental leave from being a secretary of transportation in the Biden administration. 
to take care of his twins. Oh, goodness. Isn't that sweet? I just wonder if they were lactating. And I remember when that was going on, I did see that, yes, men can lactate. This is liberal bilge. I'm just saying the left puts this crap out. If you try hard enough, yes, a man can lactate. I mean, we all know that's that's a bunch of crap. I wanted to get that story out there, get that out of the way. Thanks so much. Come back next week. We'll have another edition of the Brad Speaks program. Thank you so much.